Hi, everyone. It's Evelyn, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Life Over Matter, and I'm really happy that you're here. In the last episode, I talked a lot about finding myself in this cycle of not enjoying the things that I used to enjoy anymore. I mean, of course, there's always those foundational things that I absolutely love that will never change that make me me and things that I just love having around or doing or uh, listening to or pieces of self care that I stand by that are like my rock, right? But there were starting to be things that I noticed about myself that I wasn't quite familiar with. And it was a lot of not liking the foods that I liked anymore, not liking the songs that I used to like, not enjoying the movies or the television shows that I used to be into. I found myself really thinking, this is cheesy, or this is obnoxious, or I can't believe I used to like this, or this is hurting my head, <laughs> or things used to exhaust me uh, that didn't usually exhaust me before. You know, when you get older, you don't realize uh, that some things are changing, especially after you turn 40. Uh, you always feel like you're going to be 17 forever. And at least I had never experienced any of the life milestones that most have. So I have the same life, you know, um, for the most part outside of the experiences that lied in between that have made me, you know, ripen as a person. And so, you know, I had been just to review from the last episode, I had been really um, just working and sleeping and working and cleaning the house and sleeping and working and doing the laundry and sleeping and working and, uh, you know, I, I at one time was doing a ton of charitable events, doing a whole bunch of networking. I had gone to school for communications media. I minored in computer science. So I was constantly talking to people from television stations and radio stations. And I was befriending people who were editors of magazines and did photo shoots and layouts and things like that. That's where I thought that my life was going to go for a really long time. And that's where my expertise had lied, you know, video editing and marketing. And it was something that I was passionate about. And then when I became uh, into the industry that I'm currently in, uh, in facilities management, I realized that there's so much more in the world out there for me to do and for me to love. And I do love what I do. Um, but I still have this piece of me that always keeps one eye on anything that's new and upcoming for any of the things that I just mentioned in the media and stuff. And I, I just had noticed that I was working and sleeping and, you know, Working, getting on my phone. As a matter of fact, getting on my phone was probably the greatest part of one of the greatest parts of my day, you know? And that's what kind of added a little bit of excitement and happiness. And you guys probably, if you've been following me for a while, got flooded with pictures of Ruby when I got her. I had been grieving my dog, uh, Goldie. I had a dog named Goldie Hahn. She was a Cocker Spaniel. I had her for, gosh, 17 years. She was super uh, acclimated to my life, my lifestyle, always at my ankles, always doing everything with me. And I'd had her through single times, relationship times, through moves, through road trips, through all of the things. And I had lost her during the pandemic. So it was like one of the lowest times anyway. And then my dog passed away. I'd had my other dog Cosmo 
who has a totally different personality and did not want all the loving that I would have given Goldie. But I, uh, I got through that and had decided that I was going to travel to the state of Washington to get my next dog because I wanted the next to be a field spaniel just like Goldie was. Well, long story short, and just to fill you in in case you don't feel like going back to the episode, I ended up coming across an ad for a bunch of puppies. I ended up going on a really bad day. (laughs) I was having a horrible day at work that day. Uh, And I went and I was attacked by all of these beautiful puppies that were six weeks old. And I picked the smallest runt of the litter because I'm always rooting for the underdog. And uh, I said that this was the one that I had wanted. I couldn't walk away and say no after this. It was also a really good price. And um, it was tough. Having a puppy was tough and definitely added a hurdle into my cycle for sure uh, of the monotonous days and the groundhog days. But then once I got her acclimated and taught things and stuff like that, I started noticing the little things that added up to be big big things, like I talked about in the last episode. And I decided to take a road trip. It was very scary for me, got everything loaded into the car. And I left in the middle of the night. As soon as I pulled out of the condo, uh, I started wondering and questioning, self-guessing myself. Uh, Did I make the right decision? How long am I going to be gone for? I'm excited. I'm excited to see my family. What am I going to talk about with them? Am I going to have a Halloween party? Am I actually going to have a Halloween party up there? Who will I invite? Will I invite a lot of people? Or is it going to be like an intimate thing? I wonder if I could have it above the garage because there's a place above my mom's garage. And then I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if the weather changes up there? And I'm thinking about all of this as I'm driving. I wonder if home's going to be okay. I wonder if I, f- I remember to do this. I, want- I hope that David's going to be okay. Is there enough food in their freezer for him? Because you guys know that I make all these meals, all these gourmet meals. And then I freeze I freeze them. I suction them and then I freeze them and then I put them in. So all you have to do is put it in the sink in the morning and then you can heat it up in the evening and it's amazing. And most of the time I cook fresh foods unless I don't feel like cooking. And so I was thinking about that. And like, you know, is is the internet going to be okay for my job? Because I work from home and I was taking everything from my home, my double screens, my my equipment, everything I was taking from taking home. The cool thing, though, and something that comforted me is that my home office is in Pennsylvania anyway. So worst, com- worst scenario comes to worst case scenario, I make the four hour trip and I show up at the office and surprise everybody. So I felt pretty confident in that. And then I was thinking about my eating habits. You know, I had been um, off the wagon from dieting for quite some time. And I've got some people at home that are pretty strict dieters that are following a very strict regimen. And I was feeling a little worried that I was going to feel left out or bad about myself because they were very proud of where they were at, as they should be. And I was not feeling very proud of myself. So that was one of the things that I was a little bit nervous about. I started uh, crossing through different parts of Florida. And if you've ever done a road trip from South Florida before, not sure if you have, it takes forever to get through Florida, all right? But the blessing is, is that I-4, which gives me the worst anxiety ever, uh, was pretty bare uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning. So 5 o'clock, it was... It was fine. They did add in all of these exits and stuff were a little confusing. And I was very grateful that I wasn't in traffic for that. But uh, yeah, that's how I went. I went through I-4 
And uh, then when I left Florida, I really felt like I was on to something. I went through Jacksonville when the sun was coming up, and that was kind of nice. I hadn't been to Jacksonville since I was a senior in high school, so that was kind of interesting. It was pretty. It was pretty at sunrise anyway. I was only in it for a second. And then I was in Georgia, and I knew that once I was in Georgia that I was really doing this. This was something that I was going to be perfectly okay doing. I was real nervous about taking the dogs uh, to the gas stations because I would see that people could see that it was just me traveling by myself with two dogs. And Ruby is not even a year old yet at this point. And so I didn't know how she was going to react. How was I going to get them both on a leash to get them out to walk them? You know, were they going to be running all over the place? Were people going? What if I needed to go to the bathroom? Were people going to be breaking my windows to get my dogs out? You know, what were the temperatures going to be? I had all these thoughts, all these questions. But you know what? It was exciting. It was exciting because I challenged myself. And I think that through that process, I really started to realize as I was going that I was challenging myself to do something new and different that I didn't know if I could do and that I was proving to myself with every passing minute that I was capable. I was capable and I was important enough for people to be waiting for me to arrive and that I was taking all kinds of risks. I was risking getting there and maybe not feeling as welcome for as long as I was going to stay. Getting there and being kind of a hindrance. You got to entertain somebody when they come to visit. Getting there or not getting there. You know, the car, something happening to the car, something happening with one of the dogs, something happening with work. You know, I was really just putting myself out there. Huge risks, kind of scared about it. But every passing moment, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this is great. I'm making this happen. I had to call my groomer at one point and tell her that I had to push my dogs' haircuts out. And when I called her, she said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm at a gas station. I'm in Georgia And I'm traveling to Pennsylvania. And she said, by yourself? And I said, yes. And she said, oh, someone's got their big girl pants on today. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of embarking on a little bit of a journey. I've I've missed my family. I didn't want to fly because I want to bring my dogs. And um, I'm making this happen. You know, one of my sisters travels on the road all of the time. It's nothing to her. And she does it all by herself. She just gets in the car. She drives for hours and hours and hours and hours on a daily, almost a daily basis. And so I thought, you know what? I can make this happen. I'm going to do this, right? So especially after I got from the groomer, I was feeling real proud, right? So I drove. I drove and drove and I went through uh, the Carolinas. I went through Virginia, West Virginia. Um, I had stopped in the Carolinas, and spent the night. And that was something because I stopped. It was dark. I think I mentioned it to you guys previously. I stopped. It was dark. There was a Cracker Barrel. I was starving. There was a Cracker Barrel in the parking lot. And I got the dog situated. I got the room ready. They were wonderful to me. I have to remember. I have to look up what the name of that hotel was because they were so welcoming to me. I swear I was the only person staying at the whole hotel. And it was on top of a mountain, which I didn't even realize. I knew I was in the mountains, but I didn't realize I was on top of one until the next day. I went to the Cracker Barrel, and they were so sweet to me. There was this one girl, and they all had real deep southern accents. And there was this one girl who worked there who was talking to me. And I don't remember her name because I was so tired. And uh, I ordered some takeout. I went back to the hotel. I didn't even really get to eat it. I had like two bites of it, and I was ready to pass out. I passed out at like 6 p.m. I'd been driving for ever. 
at that point. I was up. I had left on a work day. So I had been up since 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then I left that night uh, at like 2.30 in the morning. So I drove the whole next day and hadn't slept yet by that evening. So I, it had been two days since I had last slept. And I was ready. I passed out, slept the best sleep I've ever slept ever. Dogs too. I mean, we were all all over the place. I woke up in the morning, first thing in the morning, because I went to bed at 6 p.m. And it was still dark outside. But I knew that it was I, I just felt like a million dollars. I got the dogs together because I knew that they'd have to go to the bathroom. And we went outside because there was a dog park attached to the hotel and I had a big tall coffee you know how in most of the lobbies of these hotels these days they've got coffee machines and so I made myself like a cappuccino it was awesome I have a double leash so I put the dogs both on the leash and we came walking out I asked the guy where's the dog park he said over to the left of the parking lot I said okay great I went into the left of the parking lot and as I was standing there the sun started to rise above the mountains and when it did the fog lifted and here I was in the middle of like all of these mountains, it was the most gorgeous vision I've probably ever seen. I talked about it forever afterwards and still am talking about it. All of the fall foliage had set in. All of these different colors were everywhere all through the mountain peaks. Uh, the fog that was lifting off of the mountains was just an incredible thing to see. Um, absolutely an amazing feeling, just absolutely incredible. So to continue where I was going in my brain at the time with trying to get some clarity on my future and everything, the mountains were just absolutely incredible. My dogs were loving the car, as I probably said before, and then I finally got there. I finally got home, and as I pulled in to my, you know, through the over the river and through the woods town uh, in the area that I grew up in, there's just something about it that's like an old favorite shoe or an old favorite jacket or something that you get out of storage and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this. And then when you put it on, it just feels comfortable. You know how they sell those blankets for anxiety that have weight to them so that when you put them on, you feel like someone's hugging you or you feel like you're secure. That's what it felt like driving in to home and knowing that there were all these people that have known me since I was born, since before I was born, since I was a conversation, the apple in my parents' eye, you know, these are the people programmed to support my ideas and my thoughts and all of that. And I'm lucky enough that they do do that. And so I sometimes because of my imagination and because of my open mind and just being so spiritual and being kind of hippie-ish a little bit, um, I sometimes can have some ideas that are totally out of left field. And my family is super cool and is always like, all right, let's do it. I'm down for it. Let's roll with it. And sometimes they'll be like, okay, it's a little out of pocket. Let's, let's bring it back in. And I appreciate that just as much, you know. And so my mom, bless her, had been waiting all of this time for me to come and pull in and 
my brother-in-law had been waiting when I pulled in. He was doing stuff in the yard. I mean, it was like one o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, because I had gotten to, <laughs> I got to the area in which I live or where I grew up and there were no streetlights, like not as many as I had been experiencing on the trip up until this point. So I'm like straining. I'm not a 20 year old girl anymore. I wear glasses. I, you know, see circles around uh, streetlights at night. So anyway, and then the streetlights disappeared and enter thousands of deer, by the way, Pennsylvania is overrun by deer. So I come pulling in and I'm so happy. And they helped me unload my car, which it looked like I was moving in. The dogs get out. There were crates. There were dog duffel bags. There were my own, my own luggage and things because I didn't know, you know, fall can be up in Pennsylvania. It can be a 70 degree day and sunny and you don't need much. And then you can go to, 20, 30 degree weather in the snap of a finger. And it did. It happened to me. It was beautiful and sunny and leaves were changing. And then all of a sudden, same day on Halloween, it started to snow rapidly. Big flakes. Took pictures and video and posted on my Instagram. So I packed for everything and that took a ton of stuff. But I knew that that's where I needed to be. I immediately caught up with my mom as much as I could for that day. And then when I woke up the next day and I was in their house and I was rested, um, pretty fortunate uh, that they have a whole bunch of land. It's on a farm. Uh, There's all kinds of recreation there. And all of the places that you stand in their yard, you can see a view of gorgeous mountaintops, and as the leaves were changing and I was reminded of how beautiful this scenery was, I was so proud of myself and this decision that I'd come to it was so much more than a trip to see family. It was a trip to initiate the self-care that I had been missing for a long time. It was a trip to figure out uh, if Florida was still the place that I wanted to be, which I definitely, 100% without a doubt, discovered that it was. Um, It was to showcase my dogs and catch up with my family. You know, through this podcast, I've talked a lot about grief and I've lost a lot of people to death. And I've also done a lot of research on hospice care and death and dying, losing loved ones. And I really wanted to spend as much time as possible with my parents uh, because I am reading over and over and over again and hearing people in their last words being, you know, you never get those moments back. Moments are so important. Never take anybody for granted. And I felt like down here, that's what I was doing, you know, not intentionally, of course, life happens. But I was continuing to live my life far away from the people that I love the most and not making more of an effort to spend more time with them. I have friends that live far away from their homes, like I do, that go home like once a month and spend a weekend with their family. And now that, you know, inflation and economy has taken over most of our wallets and our brains, um, it's harder to do things like that, especially when you're on the grind every day. 
But to go there and be able to spend an elongated period of time was a blessing for me, and I was not going to pass the opportunity up. And so very shortly after I got there, we went to the graveyard. That's one of my favorite places to go. I know that that sounds probably kind of eh, a little eerie or creepy for me to say. But my dad's buried there. My grandmother's buried there. My favorite teacher's buried there um, growing up. He was such an inspiration to me. And uh, now, and every time I go back there, unfortunately, a whole bunch of other people are buried there that I know or loved um, or just had fond memories about, whether it be in high school or after high school or, you know, people that I didn't know were sick. And living far away, that happens a lot too. And um, so I could spend hours there. Uh, it was so cold in the times that I'd gone that I wasn't able to do that. But I start at the top. It's on a mountain. And it's the most beautiful cemetery I've ever seen because it's on that mountain. And it looks out over the rest of the town. Well, on a clear day. And usually it's surrounded by trees. It's just the most beautiful place. And it's eerie. I remember going there as a kid and being like super freaked out because they used to be crosses that were hanging in the trees. And it, at, at nighttime, the crosses were all you could see. You couldn't see the trees. And so it just looked like the crosses were floating. It was so weird and bizarre and just uh. – and then some of my worst memories are in that graveyard, you know? Some of my worst memories that I can remember are crying in that graveyard at funerals with the tent and the whole thing that you see in movies and stuff. And so there's a lot of thought processes that happen there. And when I go there and I leave, I feel like I'm at peace. Like even though I didn't have an actual conversation with those people, I feel like I really did visit them. And it's good for me. And my my family likes to take me there and they like to hang out while I'm there too. And sometimes they go without me. Um... Anyway, so I got some pictures there just because my dad's stone is very unique. It has a picture of him and my mother on it. And then it has my sisters and I and the dog that we had at the time that my dad passed away, who I believe might be buried there as well. And then there's a plot on the one side for my mom and the plot that my father is in. And then my aunts and uncles on my mom's side and my dad's side. And it's a family tree. And it's a gorgeous stone. It's it's like a blackish gray. There's a bench. It has our last name on it. And the place that it's situated is all the way in the corner. I mean, it's really beautiful. And my dad was in the service, so there's always flags there. And I mean, it's just, I think it's a cool place to be. And it's kind of like, I can't believe that this has happened. Even though it's been 21 years, it's still like, you know, wow, I can't believe I'm standing here. I can't believe this is happening. And so it's a it's the way that I want to spend the first few days that I'm there is at least going there. And sometimes I pick up a pizza at my favorite pizza place. I didn't get a chance to do that this time. But um, I started immediately planning my Halloween party, which was a I'm doing air quotes, a movie night. But I had that all the Halloween stuff and I wanted to surprise my family. So I started decorating early. Um, and I just love, I love that kind of stuff and don't have the space really to do anything like that in Florida. So, and it was a good time for me to spend that time with my family, you know, um, saturated, you know, no, uh, 
other people that I don't know. Now that it was just my family. Um, and my cousin came and I hadn't seen him in a long time. We grew up together and, you know, he brought his girlfriend who he's been with forever and it was incredible. I loved that. Um, we caught up, we drank jello shots, we played good music. I got a fog machine. I was like a child. I got a fog machine. And so like I was putting Freddy Krueger in the, in the fog machine. Uh, it did pour down rain, which was kind of scary, but um, only because I had all these electronics animated going outside and I got a popcorn machine and a hot dog steamer and all kinds of stuff. There were witches serving candy. It was amazing. Anyway, you can catch that on my uh, TikTok and my um, my Instagram. Uh, anyway, so um, the long and short of the road trip um, basically uh, is that I was able to get in a lot of good visits, a lot of good conversations. I got to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a long time. I ended up staying two months. I was only supposed to stay one, but um, everything was going good at home. And I saw the op- open opportunity to get some stuff done there a lot cheaper than I could get done in Florida. And I also wanted to help uh, my parents with some things. And so I did that. I managed to hurt my back in the meantime, which kind of sucks because I haven't had back problems in a couple years. It's been probably since like 2019, uh, 18 maybe. Um, and I, I just wanted to get as much stuff done as I possibly could before I had to leave. So I found myself, you know, going in and picking up stuff that I didn't want my mom to pick up. Like all I could see in my brain was her waiting until I wasn't there anymore and then trying to pick something up. And she's so brittle and like, she's strong, but her bones are, you know, she's a lot, I'm thicker than her to be frank. And so I was like picking up stuff. And I was also in my brain thinking about all of the people that could benefit from these items, you know, all of the people that we could donate them to that my mom didn't want or have a use for anymore. Right before the holidays, you know, let's get these things into the hands of people who could use them people that, you know, could really, you know, blow the dust off of this, you know, heater or fan or whatever it was that she was donating. And so in the rush of things and not thinking and still not being in the head frame of self-care, which we're getting into this season on here, I, uh, I was just picking up stuff that I didn't need to be picking up and dragging things and throwing things over my shoulder. I don't know who I thought I was, if I'm being perfectly honest. I was like, you know, Picking up stuff that even someone who works out regularly, which let's be honest, we know that I don't at this moment, um, does, and they hurt their back. So I don't know what I was thinking. And uh, so here I am, you know, cut to uh, with the back, the back stuff. Anyway, um, after the Pennsylvania trip had come to a close, I um, hopped in the car. Uh, David flew up and we decided that we were going to drive to Tennessee. We had planned on going to Tennessee anyway. We love Gatlinburg and we love Pigeon Forge. And um, we had decided that we were going to be driving uh, there from Pennsylvania, which is eight hours. So no biggie uh, in comparison to the 19 hours it took me to drive by myself to Pennsylvania. 
And um, it worked out. We woke up on Thanksgiving morning and we didn't have the big Thanksgiving dinner or anything like that. And we drove to Tennessee. The average temperature was supposed to be 50, 60 degrees. And so we mustered up as many winter clothes as we possibly could with living in Florida for 20 years. And uh, it was unusually cold at a high of 24 degrees and freezing rain the entire time we were there. But the little lumberjack in me uh, went out and got firewood and built a fire every single night. And that was my jam. It was like the best thing that I've did on my vacation. And we did a lot of fun stuff. We went to some mountains. We went to Dollywood. We did all the tourist trappy things. And it was incredible. But my favorite part of the whole trip was sitting in front of that fire at night. I was nursing my back, though. <laughs> I gotta say, the wood was heavy. Um, but yeah, that was the most incredible part. The whole cabin smelled like firewood. And, uh, you know, that was a lot of what we did when I was growing up. We went camping a lot and we didn't have a whole lot of stuff. So um, I uh, I definitely wanted to utilize that part, the, the wood burning part as much as possible. So did that um, and it was fantastic. And then we made the drive back to – Florida, which was a welcomed return. We were tired of being cold. We were tired of everything being wet. Um, it had rained for days and days. Um, and honestly, we were tired of spending so much money on things that were free at home. So <laughs> we, uh, we made the drive back, which seemed like it took a little bit longer. It did take longer. It was 16 hours to drive back. Um, but we took 75 the whole way. And when we got home, everything inside my house looked like a model home. It was it was so clean and crisp and untouched. And I mean, it was just so wonderful to be able to walk into that um, and reflect. Like I felt almost like a slightly different person than the person who left in the middle of the night two months previous. And I was so grateful for that. And I was ready to roll up my sleeves and get back to work, ready to take a, a bigger look into my life uh, and my eating, my portioning, um, my skincare routine, my finances, the things that I kind of put on hold for a while because I just didn't feel like adulting for a while. And I know that that might sound crazy, but... It wasn't intentional. I just started falling into a cycle, which was kind of like falling into a little bit of a funk. And the trip happened at the most perfect time. And now my parents are coming down, which I'm super excited about. I spent some amazing quality time with my sisters, both of them. Uh, which is a rarity in its own right, because my other sister lives far away. And uh, we got to spend some great time. We got to spend my eight, my stepdad's 80th birthday with him. It was just awesome. I did share pictures of that uh, as well on Instagram. But then I felt like I was sharing too many, too many of my trip pictures, and I didn't want to lose any followers because <laughs> I was like, "Look, here's the here's the landscape." 
you know, like the pictures that are exciting to me, but might not be as exciting to everybody else. Um, anyway, I suggest a road trip to anybody who has the time and the availability to do so. Uh, even if it's just for a weekend, what a clean slate kind of thing that you can do for yourself and uh, really get yourself refocused, recalibrated. It's just a wonderful thing. And um, it was one of the best decisions that I made in the year 2023. And so uh, thank you for listening. Long episode today. Um, I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you're having an amazing morning and afternoon and good night.